Hello everyone, Bo with Donoram here, and right now you're probably seeing a lot in the news about nurses and what nurses go through and what a nurse does. Obviously, we're going through a time when nurses are very much needed, and if you're interested in learning more about nursing, achieving a higher education there, insight into what a life is like as a nurse, then we strongly suggest you check out Ashley Luann Kay on YouTube. You can find a link to her channel at rallynetwork.net or by searching Ashley Luann Kay on YouTube doing another one of these uh, from home quick podcasts uh they're just like my monologue series that i started before all this happening happened happening um the only difference is i'm not going to be on camera which thank goodness because uh you know all of us have just been sitting at home all day i got up at like five in the afternoon today it is just this is the way we should always have been living guys um, for those of us that just get to stay home, of course, uh, let us not belittle uh, the, you know, everyone that's still got to be out there. Um, hopefully the world comes to its senses and we know the difference between essential and uh, we're just getting away with putting you to work. Uh, but enough of that. Enough of that. Uh, let's get down to what we, uh, what we said we would talk about, and that is the gameplay of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. This is not a JRPG, as the original game was. This is an action RPG. It's more in the vein of Kingdom Hearts. And in, comparing it to Kingdom Hearts, um, which is a fair comparison, uh, this game's director, Tetsuya Nomura, he was the character designer on the original Final Fantasy VII, and he did direct uh, Advent Children, the Final Fantasy VII movie. But he uh, he, he uh, also, more famously, <laughs> bleh, he directed Kingdom Hearts. And so through, uh, and Kingdom Hearts was the first game he ever directed, and he's directed every single game in the series, so that has obviously dictated a lot of his style as a video game director. So we're seeing a lot of that there, but most arresting to me is the fact that you can't jump in this game. I find myself hitting square all the time to jump. I mean, not square, bleh, sorry, circle all the time to jump. It, it doesn't work, and it's really weird. It just feels weird exploring these lush, awesome, beautiful environments and not being able to jump. There's just something a, a, a gamer just naturally wants to jump, I guess. But moving along, we uh, just getting right into the meat of uh, this topic, uh, kind of dilly-dallied last time, but getting into the meat of this topic, the gameplay of this game is just, it, it's awesome. Uh, again, fans of the show know, I always say, if it's not fun, it's not a good game. Uh, how The gameplay is just as much an artistic expression for the uh, game director as uh, prose is for a novel writer, how well they put together a sentence. Because gameplay is part of how they tell the story in a video game, in this medium of storytelling. So uh, you don't, you know, you don't go to a, a different field when you get to a battle. You just fight enemies in the normal environment. And there's no special uh, cut, nothing cuts to it. You just see enemies and get to a fight. And you change to battle mode. And you have an ATB gauge, an active time battle gauge, just like you did in the original Final Fantasy VII. It was introduced to the Final Fantasy series in six or four, uh, six, I think. Anyway, um, either way, it was introduced in four or six. I can't. Someone, someone, correct me on that. Uh, I need to do another Final Fantasy playthrough when I'm done with this of the whole series. But uh, so you have it again, and it can hold two charges. It hits one charge when it get, hits the middle, and it hits another charge when it gets full. And uh, so you have that, and each charge allows you to select something from the menu. You select from the menu by hitting X, and there's your items, spells that you cast from materia, and so forth. And so uh, when you select, or just uh, character abilities or weapon abilities, you select one, you do it, that depletes a charge. 
Then under that, you have a uh, limit charge, and limit builds just the same way it did in the original game. And when you have your limit bar fully charged and you have ATB charges, you could use a limit break. Very, very true to the original while being original in itself. It's exactly the way... I didn't even know I wanted it to work this way, and it's the exact exactly the way I wanted it to work. So, um... Each character has their own different abilities and weapon abilities and whatnot. Uh, Cloud, if he hits triangle, will switch to punisher mode or back to operator mode, depending on which one he's in. Operator mode is just traditional gameplay. Punisher mode, Cloud hits a lot harder. He does a lot more sick combos. He builds his ATB uh, gauge faster. And he auto-blocks a lot, but he moves really slow. You can't close distance very easy. And I think he takes more punishment when he actually does get hit. I don't know for sure. But um, I play in operator mode a lot just because I like the rhythm of that a lot better. I only switch to Punisher when I really want to charge up my ATB gauge. So uh, Cloud's got that going for him. Uh, Tifa uh, has a uh, uppercut, and of course she has all of her martial artsy moves. All Most of her weapon skills are going to be martial artsy, and uh, Barrett as well. When you level up a weapon skill all the way, you get to keep it no matter what weapon you have equipped. It's kind of like uh, the Final Fantasy IX system there, where each weapon had an ability. Although that one was spells and whatnot, whereas this is an actual ability tied to that weapon. You'll just get to keep it and use it no matter what weapon you have equipped after you've mastered that skill. So then you have a separate thing called weapon skills, where each equipable weapon has a menu you go into, kind of like the Final Fantasy X Sphere Grid, just far less complicated and only for a weapon rather than a whole character, where you can buy, you can get upgrades for your weapon. Sometimes this will unlock a new materia slot. Sometimes this will just be, you know, uh, attack up or something. This really, all this extra meat to the game, I think, was so necessary to get people to see that they're playing a different game. I think this whole time people have just been like, Ugh, just, you know, you're making me pay for each different disc, a whole game for each disc, which of course is the dumbest thing they could say, because of course Midgar was not the whole first disc of Final Fantasy VII. You will cover almost the whole world map in the first disc. So they didn't know what they were talking about from the get-go, much less that Nomura stated that this will be a self-contained game all taking place within Midgar. This is a whole story. Maybe it's part of a greater saga, but this will be a whole story. And I have a friend who's about 30 hours into the game saying he doesn't see the end in sight. So I think that's very fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I think all this was really important for the game uh, to, to say this stands its own merit. There is, um, and Materia, oh man, Materia works surprisingly just like it did. You level it up to get more abilities, um, you know, you equip it to slots. It works, I don't even need to mention that much about it. The only difference is summon materia. Summon materia, you will equip to uh, you will equip to a special slot on weapons or armor. I can't remember which one it is, but each character will only, pretty much will only have one slot for summon materia. And you equip that in. As the battle rages on, a summon gauge will appear in certain battles, kind of the way it did in Final Fantasy XV, just more frequently and a lot less complicated. Not complicated, but stupid, I guess. It's a lot less stupid in the Seven remake. A summon gauge will fill, and you will be able to go into your menu and select summon. And this new ally will appear on the field of battle, and just like with any other character, you can assign it to do certain things, or you can just let it fight AI. Um, which, other characters, you can switch to other characters by hitting left or right, or up or down. You can't do that with a summon, you do that on the D-pad. And uh, when you're in control of these other characters, you control them as you would Cloud. You're, you're in charge of them for this battle, and you could freely switch around... 
Or if you just want to play, stick to playing cloud, you can hit L, L2 or R2 and select commands that they could char- use their ATB charges for. But anyway, the summon, it, it, has, it, it packs a lot of punch, and it, it, they're just really cool to summon. I have Ifrit so far, and of course, if you buy the game, you get the, uh, the Chocobo materia. Um, I did not buy the uh, special edition, so I don't have the Carbuncle or the other one. I can't quite remember what that was. But basically, we got a lot of... So basically, what you're probably hearing at this point is, wow, that's a lot. Like, and exploring the field's kind of simple. You find chests, you go and you accept quests. Um, Cloud has a room, you can go rest at your room. There's vending machines, places that sell items. But the neatest thing about the shops, and something that makes Midgar feel more like a living, breathing city, which they've done so good at doing. Like, Midgar, there's so much more to it, it feels so much more real. But uh, shops will change their items at different times, and depending on who you've worked for and how much you've worked as a mercenary in that area, taking on side quests and stuff of that nature... Shops will actually give you discounts, change their stock, give you a, give you access to a special stock, things of that nature. It's very satisfying and very cool to do. It makes you feel like you achieve something other than just checking off a quest and getting the XP or gill. So, um, and also uh, characters that you walk around, you'll hear people talk about like, "Hey, did you hear someone finally took out that monster? Or that must be one bad merc," and things like that. And it just it adds. It, the gameplay complements the story, and the co- story complements the gameplay the way it should be happening. So, uh, all in all, that's kind of where you know that it, that's where I really feel like this game has achieved a lot. Uh, the design is blowing me away. I'm not gonna lie. The new story elements are blowing me away. I'm not gonna lie. But where this game has really just grabbed me by the face and said I am worthy of being my own game is indeed. The proof is in the pudding, the gameplay. And uh, I just think that's a—I uh, I, that's been the most pleasant surprise for me, honestly, is just how much I enjoy actually playing it. I had no doubt, because uh, Nomura did direct my favorite game to play, which is the Kingdom Hearts series, but also uh, he, he went above and beyond with this, especially of that this was done so closely to Kingdom Hearts 3. The fact that each game has so much to it is just really impressive to me and the fact that you have so many options this game really reminds me of kingdom hearts 3 because in a lot of games like uh mmos especially are bad about this each option your character has has to be executed to be effective with that class or character whereas in kingdom hearts 3 and final fantasy 7 it really feels like you just have a lot of options to develop your own style uh the first time i played through kingdom hearts 3 i didn't use a single link i didn't use them at all and i loved using magic i know some people that hate using magic and on subsequent playthroughs, I've developed a more summon-centric uh, play style, which is cool because I love the Simba summon in Kingdom Hearts 3. I've not yet found out that style in Final Fantasy VII, except to say that I much prefer operator mode on Cloud, to, uh, and I haven't been taking control of my allies a lot. I've just been playing as Cloud and maybe issuing them a command with the L2 or R2 button every once in a while, but of course I'm, st- I'm only about 10 hours into the game. I'm still developing that sort of rhythm for playing the game and I'll have my own style, but it really feels like it's going to be like Kingdom Hearts 3 where it's not so much of you have to find, you have to follow this one specific thing of playing this character correctly, whereas it's like there's a bunch of different ways to play him correctly. You just have to find your own style and be good at that. And I think that's what I appreciate the most about it. It's what I appreciated the most about Kingdom Hearts 3. So, uh, and Kingdom Hearts 2 and 1 for that matter. So, uh, Guys, um, I, I know it's weird just hearing me alone without a uh, camera on me, um, or maybe it's not, maybe you don't care, 
that's cool too. Uh, but uh, we'll eventually get through this, and um, I'll be coming at you guys a lot more uh, through this. I think Adam said he wants to post these daily, so I'll be working to make sure you guys get these daily. So, uh, in conclusion, uh, this is Bo, and uh, please uh, stay home, stay healthy, and uh, be a hero. Stay in mom's basement to play video games. Goodbye.